Rams training camp special, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr. We are live at training camp at UC Irvine, and we are joined by the voice of the Rams, J.B. Long. How are you, man? I'm great because uh, someone just offered me a little Chick-fil-A for, yes. for sitting down with you guys. Well, they not gave that you, I, they not, gave you Chick-fil-A. Not that I wouldn't have done it out of the goodness <laughs> of my heart. I was very much looking forward to it, but uh, I realized that in all the excitement of the first day of training camp, I skipped lunch. Uh, so I will circle back for it. Not that you need to rush. We treat the family and the extended family well, Jay. Say that again, Chris. I appreciate it. I'm the it. only one that doesn't have Chick-fil-A up here right now. <laughs> am I in the family? What am I, the neighbor? You've got your own nuggets back behind back you, man. Yeah, man. Are you, are you excited to watch Todd Gurley go? I'm geeked to watch him practice. You know, in a, in a sense, DeMarco, now? I've already seen what I need to see, which is him running a little option route and getting roughed up if, right. effectively by Corey Littleton. And it says to me that if he's willing to do that and if the training staff is willing to put him in that position, uh, then maybe yeah, there's a little bit of a statement in, huh? being sent. Uh, you know, I, I think on Todd's behalf, that uh, he has a real broadcast voice as opposed well, to I mean, other guys. This is what, to me, makes it difficult to know, is with, with Gurley, he can look great right now, but how does he look after a few weeks of training camp? How does he look after Game 4, Game 8, Game 12, the playoffs? Because we saw last year, Gurley began the season as good as anybody in the league, looking like he was going to repeat his Offensive Player of the Year. But then once the knee issues that were never... They were never clarified exactly what they were over the course of the season. Really, have mm-hmm. been clarified now. Once those became problematic, Todd Gurley became a different player, but also the Rams' offense became a different offense. Look, Andy, I'm not going to pretend that there wasn't something physically wrong with Todd. He was out and yeah. not able to play Week 16 and 17, right? But I also feel the need to remind everyone I've spoken to that you know he had two of the best runs of the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, one of them got called back because of holding, but even if you go back the week prior, DeMarco, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was mental mistakes, not not a physical uh, ailment that I think cost him snaps and production the in pick. New Orleans. You're talking about the pick, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he has a ball go through his hands, it gets intercepted, and, Very he drops, and he drops a third down conversion, and by, by his own admission, he was a bit shook. Yeah. And and he owned that, but that was between the years, not, right. not you know, on his leg. And so... Um, you know, because of the, the confluence of those factors, because the yardage totals and, and the touchdowns were not there after the divisional win over Dallas, uh, I understand why some have discounted the Rams' chances because of how heavy a load Todd has carried for the past couple of seasons. But I also feel compelled to point out that the Rams were the exception, not the rule, in terms of the workload that they were giving to Todd Gurley. I mean, this side of, you know, Levy and Bell, who else was carrying that much of his team's workload. And now I think they're getting back to more of the status quo. Yeah, I mean, it's important to remember, too, last year, if Malcolm Brown had been available, maybe that changes, like in terms of that type of workload that you're talking about. Or this year, having Malcolm Brown back and drafting Daryl Henderson, which sure. was not an accident. You're Todd may s- not get dinged at all if that's the case, if, if Malcolm is sharing yeah. you know, in, in December of last year. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it matters. And we're talking with J.B. Long, voice of the Rams, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr. It's just the reason I think ultimately fans and people who cover the team focus so much on that question of Gurley is you just he's so versatile and adds so many unique you know layers and looks to this offense that without him or without him just at a hundred percent, Jared Goff is a different quarterback. The pieces around them are different, and they're still good. Don't get me wrong, but th- it, this is what separates 
the Rams from Dallas. I think even without Todd Gurley, I'm hoping that Jared Goff in his fourth year becomes a guy that can do it with almost anybody, mm-hmm. catching it or carrying it. Is that fair? I mean, it is interesting to me how closely you know, his Super Bowl failure, if I can phrase it that way, was attached to Todd Gurley. And, and even the second half of his season, and not Cooper Cup. I mean, oh, more, more directly no question. to me, no question. I think the, the numbers support that absence as more detrimental to Jared Goff's production than that of uh, a Todd Gurley because, you know, Jared in, in December with C.J. Anderson was fine in many regards once they got through that, that difficult Chicago-Philadelphia uh, stretch. Ooh, wow. You know, you know, I was looking at the numbers. I mean, Going through the postseason for us, mm-hmm. we were just talking before the show started about how fast everything went once, once we got to the Super Bowl. But going back and looking at the hard numbers, I think they scored five touchdowns all postseason, four on the ground, right? Mm. So the next logical question, okay, if it's not Cup, it's not Gurley, has the rest of the league caught up to Sean McVay? Is there a blueprint out there about how to slow him down or stop the Rams? I'm sure some quarters of the of the National Football League feel like that's the case. Um, I, I'm not personally subscribing to yeah. that theory. I mean, I, I'm trying to think back to this time last year, and it seemed like the new wrinkle in the offense was kind of the jet motion, right? Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks was the next piece to be layered in. And there's been some talk this offseason about maybe more two-back personnel, maybe more two-tight end usage. Because Todd is now on grass and in uniform for the first time this offseason, I don't think we'll necessarily see it today. But at some point while we're here at UC Irvine, maybe we do see uh, Henderson and Gurley on the field together. For most of the offseason program, it was just Henderson in Gurley's role getting up to speed in the offense. And I, I honestly, I, I don't totally understand the change of pace configuration or description almost for any running back room, but especially for this one. To me... Um, Daryl's not a change of pace from Todd. He's a he's a couple years younger than Todd. Yes. He, he's hoping to grow into Todd's, Todd's role. Um, and I don't think that Sean is necessarily looking for a change of pace from Todd. He's an all-pro running back. You want more of him, if anything. Um, so I, I know I'm rambling here. It's a great here, way to look at it. No, but but I, at. I will kind of give you a, somewhat of an answer in terms of what's the next iteration of McVay's offense. What does 3.0 look like? I have a hunch that it's it's going to be determined on Gerald Everett, and it may never mm. it may never even grow into fruition. It'll depend on on Gerald. But this time last year, he was injured; he had a shoulder problem, and I think that set him back a little bit in September. And we saw what he was capable of at moments, especially during Kansas City. But I think if you can detach him more, if he oh. can be a number one to a side, if he can look like the first pick of the Sean McVay era and contribute in a way that Cooper Cup has, then I think you're back in a position where you're creating havoc for defenses and mismatches that they don't want to contend with, whether or not you ever see Henderson and Gurley on the field at the same Without time. Without changing what you do. You're just adding a guy. And, you know, and aligning him differently. Right. And, and showing, you know, without John Sullivan here, we can get into all that. Like you're showing Jared Goff what a, what a defense. I mean, I think it's akin to two things. What New Orleans did against the Rams a couple of times with Ingram and Kamara, mm-hmm. I think you might have that potential to do that to other defenses. And then certainly what Gronk and the Patriots did in the Super Bowl, you might have the ability to do. I'm not saying ever right. it's Gronk. I'm just saying in terms of pre-snap things that you can do that might give you tells you and get might this give and you mismatch. Exactly. Right. Rams training camp on ESPN LA made possible by Kauai's Kaloa Rum Company, creators of the single-batch, world-class Hawaiian rums. Taste the aloha. Enjoy responsibly. Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr, joined by J.B. Long, voice of the Rams. And, and you mentioned 
Gronkowski with the Patriots and the, and the huge fourth quarter that he had in that Super Bowl last year against the Rams. And it reminded me, too, like with, with Cooper Cup, and you are correct in, in pointing out, JB, just how much his absence affected Goff. It's because, in a lot of ways, uh, Gurley and Cup, they're his safety valve as a quarterback. And in a lot of ways, I think Gronkowski, believe it or not, it's weird to think of him that way, he's Tom Brady's safety valve. Like, he's the guy that, you know, you can find. But it's do you, Sometimes he's the axe. Yes. Yeah, he's not the, yeah, sometimes he's the thing that's killing because, you. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not, you know, Tom Brady's not going to be looking to complete a 45-yard pass, you know, on the catch mm-hmm. to Gron- Gronkowski. Gronkowski's often his bailout option. Gurley and Cup are often uh, Jared Goff's bailout option. And when you lose those two guys, or now you get them back, and then add a Henderson, hopefully, like you said, a Gerald Everett can start really making his presence known. It just makes an already unpredictable offense mm-hmm. that much harder to figure out what they're going to do. I mean, the size of Gronkowski has is, is always been telling, especially for an offense through Brady that has become, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, right? I mean, uh, Todd had, excuse me, um, Tom has made a career, especially a second half of his career, at getting it out quickly. And part of the reason he can do that is he can just pick a side of Gronkowski's build and know that there's an interception-free zone waiting for him there. Right. And for all the great things that the Rams receivers offer Jared Goff, the one thing that they don't offer is a frame, is size. And so whether it's Higby or whether it's Gerald Everett or whether it's Josh Reynolds, I think one of the biggest to-do list items, again, this offseason is get better in the red zone. Because despite leading the NFC in scoring again last year, they did not capitalize inside the 20 at a rate any better than league average. And I I think the stature of the receivers might have something to do with that. You look at what Sammy Watkins was able to contribute to this team two years ago. He was at his best just crossing the face of a defensive back and giving Jared his numbers at the goal line. Talking with J.B. Long, voice of the Rams, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr. Last question for you. We're talking about Gerald Everett and... You know, there's been a lot of expectations for Everett when they drafted him. Who's a guy that you're keeping an eye on as a breakout candidate this year? From this draft cra- uh, class specifically? Just period. Just period with this team. Josh Reynolds. <laughs> you think he's going to get enough reps? Uh, that's, uh, it's, that's a great question. Uh, maybe it's got to be somebody on defense then. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's an insurance policy. Um, you know, I'd like to see Samson Abukam on the perimeter maybe take that, that next step. I think Taylor Rapp has has the potential, especially if they go three safety as, as much as they did last year, to find a unique role. Breakout star. I'm, I'm trying to rack How about my, punt return? How about, uh, yeah, how, how about this one? How about either Sebastian Joseph Day or John Franklin Myers? Great. Yes. As a starter or a rotational guy, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, uh, I love it. I love it. Love. I would love for it to be Sebastian Joseph Day as a breakout guy, right. as an interior guy next to Aaron Donald. That just, would be just awesome. because there's opportunity yeah. there, and then and Dominican Suvoid. And I would, in a similar vein, choose one of the offensive linemen, whether it's Brian Allen or Joe Nopum. But like, it's just harder to like circle. Okay, there's a breakout. Well, moment. you know what though? Actually, the <laughs> way the way you'll know if. Joe Noteboom or Brian Allen had their breakout season, we don't notice a thing. Correct. Yeah, like we talk that, about him as much as we talk like about that, Austin Blythe. Exactly. <laughs> that, <laughs> right. That's how we'll know it went well because those guys have really important roles heading into the season. The last two years, the Rams have had amazing continuity along mm-hmm. that offensive line. You know, losing John Sullivan in particular is like the middle linebacker of that offensive line. If Brian Allen can fill in there and wow. we don't notice the difference, that's a breakout season. I want Joe and Brian to be referees this year. 
I don't want to have to talk about them. <laughs> I like it. Well, this is the NFL. We'll be talking about referees. Definitely. <laughs> that is true. We'll be talking about the referees. Unfortunately, yeah. that's likely the case. J.B. Long, voice of the Rams. You'll be hearing him all season. Outstanding Sorry job every that. game. Appreciate the time. Nice as to always. see you guys. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. We are broadcasting live at Rams Training Camp UC Irvine from now until 7 p.m. Come hang out with us for your chance to win sweet prizes like limited edition OC Week gear. Travel gift cards to Best Western, family four-packs to Birch Aquarium, and gift cards to Norm's Restaurant from our, o- from our OC Week sponsor. AAA discount and rewards save every day on dining, shopping, movie, and attraction tickets. Plus more, find all of your member discounts at AAA.com slash fun ESPN LA.